Hello and welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. Three mates, three different teams, three very different opinions. Do not fear, the football season is almost here. We are just about a week and a bit away from the full Premier League return. And of course, this weekend, we've got the return of the English Football League as well. So this week will be all about Premier League table predictions. Can anyone provide some pain to Pep? Will Darwin Nunes help Liverpool evolve? And will Bowley's Blues get a bounce? That will all be discussed. But before we kick off, first and foremost, massive, massive shout out, of course, to the England women's team. A dominant, dominant semi-final display, battering Sweden 4-0. They're doing the nation proud. And hopefully on Sunday, they can bring it home um, at Wembley. Um, huge occasion. They're doing the, They're really doing the nation proud. And... As women's football's on the rise, we should give it more coverage. And if you haven't already, make sure you're watching um, on Sunday. That, that aside, one more thing to discuss, of course, is our fantasy football league. It's with the Premier League. All the info we'll put at the bottom of this video and on Instagram. Completely free to join. So as always, we want to see your funny and ridiculous team names. We will be you know, giving shout-outs to the winners of each week as well. Um, and ultimately, there is a prize up for grabs. We will be buying the winner um, a 23-24 um, Premier League shirt of their choice. None of the knockoffs, none of the second hands. It will be brand new. Um, so there's a big incentive for you guys to win. Any questions, obviously, give us a shout on Insta to join that league. Uh, but without further ado, let's kick things off. Jamie, if you can share your screen, uh, we'll, we'll begin things with our Premier League relegation predictions. We'll start at the bottom. So, there you have it. I guess, Jamie, you're on the left, so we'll go across the screen. Kick us off. Forest going down. Talk us through your predictions here for the bottom three. Right. So, yeah. So, obviously, I've got two of the teams that have come up from last year's championship in there. It's becoming quite a common occurrence. Teams just don't really survive, and at best, sort of one will. Um, with that sort of... My prediction was done before Knott's Forest made their Lingard signing. However, I do see it being a bit like Fulham's season when they spent 100 plus million. Obviously, Nottingham Forest aren't doing quite that yet, but they're giving big money to Lingard. He's on, I think I think it was reported, 200k a week. It's They're trying to sort of buy the sort of with the payment of being in the league, paying it up and then trying to get that team. I just don't think they're going to be strong enough as a team, as a group. I think they were sort of, they hadn't obviously an awful start last season. They have anything like that. They could be down as soon, like as just as quick as possible. They did turn it around and obviously the form was good at the end of the season, but I just think it's going to be a step up where then then players aren't going to be that used to it. So they're going to need to really step up and I just don't see it really happening. Um, Bournemouth next. Now, Bournemouth have obviously were a team that survived quite a prolonged stay in the Premier League under Eddie Howe. But I just don't think they're strong enough, really. I don't think defensively they're going to be good enough for the league. And their firepower up front, I think Solanke is their sort of main striker and I just don't see him being someone to keep him up. Brentford. While I enjoyed Brentford this like last season, they were an entertaining team to watch. I think they're going to suffer from the second season syndrome, and that's where that's why I've put them to go down. And yeah, I think that's really what's going to happen. I think the sort of it's just going to be that second season where they haven't got quite the hype of sort of the buzz of being in the Premier League as the you do in the first season, and that's just going to be their downfall. Now, Jordan, it looks like you're agreeing with me. Just a slight swing in what yeah. position? Yeah, so I made a late change, actually. Initially, when we first kind of drafted up the, the league, I did have Forrest down. Um, however, I have been impressed with some of their business. Um, and that's actually excluded Lingard, to be, to be completely honest. Um, they have signed a number of players um, who I think, obviously, there was question marks over their squad. Um, obviously, they're letting some of their better players go. Um, they've lost their goalkeeper, you know, Spence as well. Um, I feared for them, and I guess I still do because I'm still I'm still saying they're going to go down. 
Um, however, I think with the addition of Lingard, they could potentially prove us wrong here. Um, I guess Reese clearly agrees on that side. Bournemouth, the thing is, I do really like um, Scott Parker as a manager, and I do actually rate him. I just don't think he's got a good enough squad in Bournemouth to, to survive. Um, and I do unfortunately think they will be buried at the bottom. Um, similarly with Forrest, I do believe in Steve Cooper. You know, what he's done has been incredible. I, ra- I rate him as a manager. But I don't know. They've made a lot of signings. I don't know if they'll all gel perfectly. Um, and for me, with Brentford, I, similar, similar, you know, an agreement to what you said, Jamie. Second season syndrome. I don't think they did badly last season, but it felt like they were dipping off and they were kind of getting dragged into that relegation battle. Personally, I, I don't see them getting as good a start this season. And I do think they'll kind of be in that bottom bottom five mix for basically the whole the whole season. Um, so yeah, that, that's the bottom three. Reese, you agree with Bournemouth, but Southampton, you believe Forrest can start as well. Talk us through that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'll start off with putting Bournemouth last. I just, I just don't think there's been any real transfer activity from them, which I'm a bit surprised. Um, I, I think Scott Parker's a good coach, and I think Solanke will have a better season in the Premier League. <clears throat> I just don't think there'll be enough to claw him out of it. They'll, they'll have a couple of nights, you know, a couple of nights, a couple of games where they'll be maybe upset one or two of the big boys. But I think, I think it'll be when it comes against the teams around them. I think that's where they might let themselves down. Uh, Brentford, mainly just for the second season syndrome, and I think Ericsson's a huge loss for them. I think he revitalised them a little bit and got them out of a slump, and losing him and not replacing him could could be quite, could be quite, you know, damaging for them. Um, and yeah, Southampton, I, I, toured, I, I toured this one, Southampton, with another club, but I think every year you get an established mid-table team eventually go down um, every single year, and Southampton have been teetering on the brink for, I think, for a few years now. I think Hassan Hootel, again, he's a good coach and he's done the right thing, maybe changing the backroom staff and changing the approach to transfers. But overall, like the, the games they lost last season, they don't, they don't lose 1-0, they lose 3-0, they lose 4-0. They can see too many goals. And even if they do improve, I think, I think there's a lot of imbalance there and that needs to be addressed. And I think their time has come. I think, I think it's up. I think I want to add to that point of Southampton. Obviously, their signings have really been two academies, two academy players at City. Now, one of them I don't really know that much of, but the uh, Lavia sort of he's been rated very highly by City, and obviously we've put a buyback clause in, so we clearly think he can be good enough, and we don't want to miss out of it. But I feel like they need so much more, and they're just. I just don't see where it's really going to come from unless they go and obviously we're doing this before the transfer window ends, unless they go and madly spend some money. It just seems very unlikely that they're going to be able to do that, like be yeah. out of the relegation battle. They need a goal scorer to start with. And, and also. And that's had, where they're going to another they, city. It's another city Academy player in the lap. They had the success with Livramento, but. Just because you sign a player for one academy once doesn't mean it's going to work again. So yeah. I think I think they need to tread carefully there. And I, I think other than James Ward-Prowse probably saving them, I, I think I think they could be in for a long, hard slog. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Now, moving on to the mid-table group. Now, this is where I think it gets quite interesting in terms of I don't think many of our positions will be the same because... I think it is generally like a coin toss on all of these. And so this is where we've got it. So I think it's probably best if we go bottom up. Yeah. So Jordan, do you want to take us through yours and yeah. give a short rationale between that? So starting, I mean, I guess Southampton I've put in 16. Um, I do agree with all those points. Um, I think, you know, their best players last season, I'd probably argue, were, were Broya, maybe, um, Livramento for the start of the season. Um, and they're kind of banking on the City um, the city loanees or, or the City Academy working out for them. Um, and I think if they get a bad start, um, that I do, I do see them struggling this season. Um, for me, Leeds, uh, 
Leeds were a tough one because at one point I had them to get relegated. Then I had them in, in you know, 11th to 14th. But I ended up putting them 16th. Now, they have actually been very active this transfer window. They've made a lot of signings and they have spent some cash. But for me, who were their best two players? Really? Rafinha? Gone. Calvin Phillips? Gone. <laughs> you know, they, they, were, they were flirting with relegation last season. They've lost their best two players. Yes, they've signed players, but the reality is I don't think the signings they've made are going to be on the level of Phillips and Rafinha. And, I, you know, again, I, I'm in a similar position where I, I, I rate the manager. I actually do think Jesse Marsh is, is a good manager, but I don't think the squad's there. And I think when you lose your best two players, they've not signed anyone world class. So for me, I, I do see it being a real, a real battle. Um, and maybe if, if, you know, one of the other teams steps up that we just said get relegated Leeds might be marching on back to the to the championship um and for me 15th now again similar to kind of what I've said with the other teams I believe in the manager I think Frank Lampard is the is the man who can get Everton up the table but the problem is they've lost their best player again you know similar to Leeds Richarlison last season was for them in staying up was was so crucial and yet, let's be fair, 60 million, good sale, good price. But he was still your best player last season. And again, looking at Everton's business, uh, I, I believe the only signings have made are Tarkovsky in defence, which is, don't get me wrong, good addition. Um, if they get Holgate out of the team, they'll, they'll definitely be improving because I think he's completely useless at defending. Um, and today it has been announced that they've signed Dwight McNeil from Burnley. So again, good young player. Good addition, but I don't think there's enough recruitment. Um, and I do think Lampard's in, in a tough position where, as a manager, he's known for investing in youth and he'll do that well and he'll get the best out of young players. But you look at the squad and when your best player's gone, if Everton aren't going to spend the money and back him in that sense, I think it's going to be uphill battle for Frank and, and maybe unfairly on him. So I see Everton again being in that kind of mix where they're, they're underwater a bit, you know, teams are on their case. Um, so yeah, that's that's the kind of three, fifteenth to seventeenth for me. Reese, do you want to explain your three? Because it's a bit different to Jordan's. Yeah, so I've gone for some slight differences there. Um, I'll start off with the reason why I put Fulham in seventeenth place is is because in the Championship, despite having you know three games where they scored seven goals, they lost ten games. And they went up as champions. They lost 10 games and went up as champions and didn't hit the 100-point barrier, despite all the goals scored. I would like, I'm inclined to say that that's not really good enough if, if you're that battering it that much. Um, I think they've made some good signings. I, I do. But I think Marco Silva's record away from home in the Premier League isn't great either. You know, look at the way they performed at Sheffield United on the last day. I, I think, I think, I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up mid-table, but I think it might be another slog for them. But I think they're better prepared for it this time round. Um, I'm inclined to swap Everton with Wolves a little bit. I think I think Lampard thrives using youth. That's where his strengths are. And being on a bit more of a shoestring sort of budget, Tarkarski's a good addition for them. McNeil will be a good addition for them. You know, if he gets Cavalier fit, it will be good enough. But they'll be lacking numbers and lacking strength in depth. And I think it would be very hard for them. Whereas Wolves, other than Nathan Collins, there's there's no signs of any, you know, imminent transfers coming in. There's talk that the club aren't really going to put any money in either. So I think it's going to be a long, hard slog for them. And, and I think, I think, you know, I think it'll be a fair position to finish 15th. I don't think they can complain really too much. Um, so I think that's that. In terms of the sort of best of the rest there, yeah. I mean, I think Leeds will be just fine. I don't think Phillips and Rafinha will hurt them that much because Jesse Marshall play a completely different system, which is what he was already preparing to do. Aronson looks a good player. Sinestra from Feyenoord is an excellent player. You've got Tyler Adams in there as well, who looks good. I think they'll be okay. You know, if they sort out the back, you know, I think I think they will get better and, and I think we can expect them to be okay. And as you can see there, Nottingham Forest. Um, Steve Cooper's stuck with what he knows. Young in English, she's also gone to Germany to take some players in as well and brought in Lingard. I think they'll surprise a few people next season. And 
and be just fine. You know, once they get themselves a goal scorer as well, they'll they'll push on. So I don't have any concerns about them. In terms of the rest, I think I think between Brighton two about Leicester, it just depends on who plays the better out of the group. You know, I think I think consistency is going to be key there amongst the rest of them. And I think Newcastle will get top seven without a shadow of a doubt. I'm surprised about Wolves. I've got to say, I'm surprised about your pick on Wolves there out of all of them. That, Other that than, for me, is the most surprising. They've got no money. Raul Jimenez is their top, their leading scorer and he hits like, what, five goals a year? You know, they were pretty bang average last year. Apart from a decent start, they got found out pretty quickly. They're not the worst team in the world, but when you've got to tighten those purse strings for the season, it's going to be tough for them. You know, I, I just don't see where they're going to be able to change things drastically to get themselves higher up. Yeah, to be fair, like I, I do see where you're coming from and there's a few teams that are in the sort of same, they've not spent tons of money. Um, like Reese, I've put Fulham at just above the relegation. I, Yeah, Marco Silva's away form in the Premier League is so bad. And then losing 10 games in the Championship when you've probably got well, you've got the best side there out of the three teams that have come up. They're the, they were the best team. I think he he will let them down. Um, defensively, once again, is going to be their problem. And when they probably play all, all the top six, sort of the big six, then they're probably going to get spanked in pretty much home and away. I don't like you. I might be wrong, but I just don't see it really happening, especially away from home. Southampton, once again, in, like we said with Reese having them going down, they're spending some money, but it's not, they need a bit more proven, I think, and they need to shore up their defence. Like They're going to get worried of losing 9-1 again. I just see it. Everyone's talking about it for the sort of first game with Spurs running a muck against them, and it fully well could happen. So I do see them having a very... It's going to be a struggle that, for them. Everton, like, I think Everton could be lucky that there are some very, it's going to be some very poor teams around them. Obviously, it's pre-season, but losing 4-0 to, was it Minnesota? Like, even Lampard's sort of interview after the game was like, we're going to be in a relegation battle. He knows. He's sort of prepared for it. Doesn't and set you it for a start of the season. But it doesn't set a good tone, does it? If you're telling everyone you're going to be rubbish, exactly. I know they're expecting to be, but like, it's not exactly going to galvanise you, is it? Yeah. No. No. And then you've also got the problems with they don't like the owners because well they've messed up, haven't they? Massively. If you look at the signings they've made, they can't really spend a lot of money due to financial fair play. It could be a season where they're going to be struggling again. Um, with you saying about Lampard and he can work well with the sort of youth, they've still got to have these youth players coming through. They've obviously got Gordon. Um, there's not that other many. That, well, I don't really know, to be fair, Everton's academy, but I presume if they were any, like they're going to be quality players, they probably would have got in last season. So the fact is, it's another year. I don't see him having a lot to work with. And the way the owner is, if that owner is still there, Lampard could be one of the first to go because of probably no, he's probably going to have a bad run of games, sort of like the form's going to not be good. And they're going to just like, how can we fix this? I will sack the manager. I think it could be one of them. Problem is, can you blame him? No, no, no. no. You, well, you can and you can't. He should know this is what the situation is going to be like. Yeah. Like when he took the job kind of thing, nothing's changed. He should have known the situation. But then if you go up my table, I've gone with Palace next. And I think Vieira's done a good job, but he's now into his second season. This is where teams will find out about what he does. He's obviously not got Gallagher anymore. He's gone back to Chelsea. Whether sort of there is another loan for Gallagher or he's staying at Chelsea is another sort of matter. But... I think Palace have got some exciting players that they'll have some games where you go, great game, Palace, but I don't think they're going to have that consistency. 
Then Leeds, I was quite surprised to see you have them actually just survive in relegation. I get your points with Phillips going and Rafinha, but Phillips was injured for a bit, quite a bit of the year and also having to play centre-back. I think they have spent a lot of money, Leeds, and you can't really go, oh, what that signing is going to be really good. Sort of, There's sort of a bit of the unknown, but I think they're going to be safe and I think they're going to sort of do well under under March. Um, Wolves, I did have the sort of same thinking as Reese that they're just not adding to the squad and if the owners aren't going to put any more money in, it's going to be such a struggle. Like it's going to be because they're not the most attacking teams anyway. They've got a few. They've got a few solid players like Podence, Neto, and then Jimenez. Unfortunately, last season just didn't look the same before his serious head injury. So that could still be a factor, and you don't know if he's just building up a bit more confidence this year. And I think five goals a season was a bit harsh. So I think he at least gets into double figures, but it's still. Where are the other goals going to come from? And I think Sars probably not going to have as good of a season as he did last season. And that means they're going to ship goals in. That's the problem I see. Um, if you go a bit higher, then you've got like Brighton, Leicester. It's sort of like that's just a coin flip, I think. Um, Leicester could be losing Casper Smichael, I've heard. Yeah, to he's off. Need. I think that's done actually now. I saw the agreement sort of was in place until Leicester find a replacement. Uh, but they'll have one. He he's been pretty pretty poor the last couple of years. He anyway. has, but he's but also he, been he's been a leader for yeah, them. And he's exactly been there. And he's got the experience. Is why I think it's a bit weird because they've not actually signed anyone. I don't think yet. And that's kind of what what are you waiting for? Like okay. you had a disappointing season last season after a few good seasons, like a few challenging the top four positions, but they seem to just stagnate. West Ham, um, they've actually signed a few players since I did this. So they have a bit more depth than I thought they would. But if you look at it, I think they're just going to slump off a bit. They've had two very good seasons where they're challenging that top six. So there's always that fallback like Leicester had. I just think that's what's going to happen. And I think West Ham could, you know, absolutely focus on the um, Conference League. And they got to the semis of the Europa. They can go and win that. And if they finish ninth or tenth and go and win that, everyone everyone's happy. Like West Ham fans are going to be buzzing about that, I think, for a good season. They're still a quality team. I think they just had that sort of slack of depth. Now, Villa are the team that I'm looking at closely. Gerard's got to do something good. They've had two big windows now, where even last season, I remember people going, oh, they're going to start challenging sort of West Ham's place and ch- start challenging the top six. I know they lost Greenish, but they spent a hundred and something million. And it was a disappointing season. Gerard's now had his, he's got his summer, he's got his pre-season now you've got to show how good of a manager you are for one and all this money being spent is not going to waste. Newcastle have slightly surprised me, but I still expect more to be going on. That's why I put them seventh. I thought they'd be spending a bit more already than what they have. They've brought in some good signings, to be fair. I think if they could just get a striker, then I see them like cementing seventh and then trying to turn it into a top seven if that makes sense but yeah so Jordan it looks a bit different at your seventh place to me and Reese. for explain oh, your reason I'll, I'll start with the green first I've not I've not covered the green side um so on Fulham obviously I know you, you guys are kind of writing them off to 17th the relegation I do think they'll do better than people have kind of given them credit for um I know you talked about the losses last season but you know this is a team who on more than one occasion, beat, you know, one seven nil in the championship. Now, yes, it's the championship, but a lot of these Prem teams in the bottom half, you know, wouldn't wouldn't be beating championship sides seven nil and, and let alone doing it once more, you know, twice. Um, I, I think Fulham have got a decent enough squad. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to, you know, set the world alight, 
but I think they'll do better than expected and get up, you know, comfortably avoid relegation. Um, Palace, similar points to you, Jamie, to be honest. Losing Gallagher will hurt them. I've not seen enough business for them to be utterly convinced they're going to push top half. Um, Leicester, for me, I think it's a weird season for them. I, I don't want to use the word kind of comfortable, but I kind of got that feeling last, last half of last year. They're just kind of... Just, I feel like they're a bit complacent and maybe that's harsh. I just feel like Rodgers is going through the motions a bit. You know, they disappointed in Europe. You know, Schmeichel's going now. Vardy's ageing. It feels like the end, the end of an era almost for Leicester. Um, but saying that, given where they've been and what they've done, they've won the league, they've stayed up. You know, they've been in Europe. I don't think 12's bad. I, I think it will be a transitional year for Leicester. 12th, you know, more than safe. Um, and maybe the next few years we'll see a new manager and maybe a rebuild there. Um, Brighton, I mean, you know, we both agree 11th, there or thereabouts. We know they're XG. We know Potter's a great manager. Um, I'm going to make quite a bold prediction on Brighton. Now, obviously, it's the World Cup around December, November time. I do think if England don't perform or ultimately don't win, there's going to be get Southgate out, all the rumours, and all the rumours will be Graham Potter. Now, we've seen in the history of football, as soon as that happens, there's rumours around the manager, whether they mean it or not, the clubs drop off. And maybe that's because of the distractions in the press, the manager loses a bit of focus. So I do see Brighton having a good start, and then around Christmas time, all the rumours come out, and then a Brighton will start to dip. Um Wolves, I disagree with you both. We, we, we talked last season about their solid defensive base. That's not changed. They've got a good goalkeeper, good defensive base. Jimenez slowly getting his confidence back. I think he'll do a lot better this season. Um, Pedro Neto, I'm a huge fan of. I think he's a really, really good player. And I think he'll start shipping some goals for them this season. Um, so I think they'll challenge the top half, 100%. Um, Aston Villa, now... In terms of managers being under pressure, I think he's probably in the top three or four this season. Um, as you said, Jamie, two big windows. That Yes, they've lost Grealish, but it's time to move on from that now. The manager, sorry, the owners have backed in big on transfers, both windows. Their recruitment's been very good. And actually, their squad's pretty decent as well. You know, they've got a bit of youth in there. Jacob Ramsey, I'm a big fan of. So pressure's on for Gerard, in my opinion, to deliver. And if they get drawn into a relegation zone, well, my words, he he could be on the, you know, he could be in the sack race, let's put it that way. Um, but I think they're good enough and I think they'll be up there. West Ham, I don't, I don't know how I feel about West Ham. They're a good side. They'll beat a few of the big boys. I don't think they're going to quite have the minerals to push the, the Champions League in top six. I, I just think they're just a little bit low below. Um, and maybe the rumours with Rice Rice might come off the ball a bit I don't know um, but yeah they'll, they'll be there or thereabouts as always and <laughs> seventh place so this is probably my most controversial prediction now yes Man United have spent the most money over the last decade we know that yes Ten Hag is a great manager Um Yes, they've got a good squad. They've got Ronaldo. He's going to stay. But if you look at their signings, now, yes, they've signed that Martinez. I don't know much about him. Big transfer fee, a lot of pressure. I don't think their other signings are good enough. Everyone's hyping about Christian Eriksen. No disrespect, but he's a good squad player, but he's not going to win you, you know, the top four race. He's not going to get you in the top six. I just don't think he's 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 there at that. You know, he's 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 peaked basically. Um, he wasn't what they needed either. No, I I just don't I don't think he's enough to take them to that next level and really push the top four. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll touch on Newcastle, but for me, look at the managers who have taken over Man United since Sir Alex Ferguson. They've all failed. No one's gotten back there. They've barely won all these trophies. They've spent over a billion, and for me. Although it makes no sense based on the players and squad, I, I see Man United really struggling and the whole process just rinse and repeat. Uh, moving on into our top six, where I think me and Reese will have the same top six, oh, really? maybe in just different orders. 
Yes. Now, yep. before, before we start about our own individual teams, I want us to say this. As you can see, we've clearly put Man City as champions. What I want to ask both of you, will it be a clear-cut race, Man City win it by X amount of points, or do we see second, third, even fourth, pushing them to the limit like Liverpool did last season? Jamie, let's start with you, as you are the Man City fan. Well, I just don't see it being any different. I see the top two teams being City and Liverpool. And I think that we're just clear, both of us at the moment are just clear cut from the rest. Chelsea obviously are, I think, going through a transitional period, especially with their whole defence. Spurs have got Conte, but I just don't see it being enough. So, yeah, I, I you could say it's... I think it could go to sort of maybe not to properly to the wire. It depends on Nunes, but I think it's between City and Liverpool and I don't see anyone else challenging. Jordan, you've obviously got a different opinion here. Yes. I mean, my, my opinion on City's not not changed. Unfortunately, obviously not for you, but I think we're in this boring period now where, you know, City, yeah, City have sold a few players, which I think is a bit sort of uncharacteristic, losing Jesus, Inchenko, Sterling. So if Haaland maybe doesn't hit the ground running, I think there'll be a little bit of pressure like, oh, should you really have sold those players? But I, I just can't, I can't make a case for anyone other than Man City winning the league. I don't think it will be a last day of the season race. I do think you'll win it with kind of five, six games to go, sadly. I... I, I we just got to hope that Pep, Pep, Pep gets bored of winning the league. Um, I think the real one to watch this season from, from Man City's will be the Champions League. Um, you know, I've made my opinions clear on that. You know, if you can't win it this year with Haaland, I don't know. Some questions have got to be asked now. It, you know, I do think you'll win the league comfortably, sadly. Champions League really is where all the attention is and, and should be. Um, I guess moving down personally, I, I see the race this season and I, I should say I, I did put our second before we lost to, to Arsenal in pre-season um, and maybe before Barcelona nicked all of our transfers, but look, calm. It's a pre-season friendly. It doesn't matter. I feel like I should say that to every Chelsea fan on Twitter. Um, please, please have a quick view of our episode on toxic fans. I think that's a good example, but the amount of people losing their heads over a friendly is, is absolutely embarrassing. Um, Tuchel's the right manager. Yes, we should have backed him with a few more signings. Um, but I, I see the race being more between us and Liverpool this season, i.e. us and Liverpool, I think, will be quite tight on the points. And City will just be, you know, maybe five to ten points clear. Um, so I don't think you're going to get much of a sweat, Jamie, which you're probably happy about. <laughs> um I, can you did you say dominant or was it closer for you? I think a bit. I can see a five point gap. I I don't quite see a ten point gap, but I don't see you being close. I could see a ten point gap between City, Liverpool, and then the rest. Yeah, but not. Yeah, yeah. That's well, kind of how I'd see it. I'll quickly just make my case, I guess, and us being closer to Liverpool. Um, I think with with regards to us directly with Liverpool. We were neck and neck all last season. We played about 500 minutes of football. You can't separate us. Um, from our side, a big hampering in the title race was obviously losing Chilwell and James, who were phenomenal. Fingers crossed they don't get injured. Um, I think as well with the whole defence, yes, we're in a transitional period. New owners, we've lost a lot of defenders. But if you look at our kind of back four or five, Chilwell, James, Koulibaly, phenomenal signing, and Silva with a couple of youngsters, I don't think it's that bad. Um, our midfield's up there, you know, if you look at our players, it's just our strikers that, you know, we know there's a bit of a, an issue to address. Um, and we're putting a lot of weight on Sterling and Havertz really stepping up with the goals. But I think we'll be we'll close with Liverpool. Uh, I guess, Rhys, do you want to go your top three quickly and then we'll all discuss Spurs because I think that's a good, good debate, Spurs. Yep, no problem. So I, I went for Man City first just because I think Haaland will be the difference, but losing Sterling and letting Zinchenko go, I know they're not key, key players in comparison to others. I, I was a bit, okay, that's a strange move, but I look at the academy players they've got 
coming through, I don't think it's a big issue. Um, I know we will touch on Spurs shortly, but I look at I look at how Liverpool ended the season, especially they were rattled by Spurs. I'm I'm very inclined to think that Spurs will push them closer. I think I think Liverpool's look a little bit to play, and I think Mane's a bigger loss to them than they want to admit. Um, I put Chelsea fourth mainly just because you don't need an out-and-out striker with that system. But I think Tuchel's tactics will once again let him down and I think it will be the games against the Brentfords, it will be the Wolveses, the Leedses, where you might slip up. Now, as you can see, I've put Man United above Arsenal. Um, the reason I've done that is because I think Arsenal fans have got a bit a little unfair unreasonable expectations about a top four finish next season just because of the fifth place last year. Yes, Jesus has been a good addition so far and the team does look decent, but first of all, you're right, pre-season doesn't really matter. And second of all, is that Arsenal squad better than those five above them? No, they are not. On paper, not. And I think Man United, with the addition of Ericsson and Malassia, who's going to be their left-back, I think he's really going to be a big, big difference maker for them. He'll add a bit more balance to the team, Ten Hag, and I think they will push on and improve. And I think Arsenal could be okay with a sixth-place finish. I think with the squad they've got, be okay with it, have a run in the Europa, see where they can go with it. But I don't think they should be demanding a top-four finish because those five teams above them are much, much better. Well, that's it with Arsenal is they didn't have Europe last season, so that's why they should be should have been fighting the top four like they did. But yeah, as you said, I think United's squad, despite them underachieving last season, have a better squad than Arsenal. It doesn't go away overnight where United fans thought they were going to challenge for the title last season. I know I didn't believe that, but they still have a squad that should be aiming for the top four. Spurs is one where I think they've been overhyped so much. Look at their, look at actually look at their signings individually. Perisic is probably the one that they've all gone and overhyped. When Inter won their league, Conte did Conte rotated him. Like he wasn't that integral to that team winning it. Then you got Spence, unproven in the Premier League. Got Basuma. I think it was a good signing, but not quite, you know, not he's not someone I think is gonna like take him to the next level. And then Richardson, yeah, like I think Richardson's, I don't know, it's sort of a weird signing. No one, re- like I've spoken to Spurs fans, have not expected it. That's Needed. where I Does he start? Needed. Does he even start? He will get rotates. So he does with Kulaveski. It's going to be between them two fight for that position. Yeah. That's Kane all I said. Not have to play every game. <laughs> and that's a big thing for them because Kane seems to yeah. get in. At a certain time every year, yeah, true. Out for a while, so he's going to ease the burden on them, which is what they need. They need to get those players that are going to get them through sluggish periods. But how many goals is he going to get? Ten, ten, ten to fifteen at most. After yeah. Son and Kane, where are those goals? Um, in general, before. Richard oh no, Richard, yeah, looking at ten goals, maybe a couple of assists from you know Kulaveski and Perisic. I think that'll add them, you know, a few more points on the board. Now, talking about United, obviously, new managers come in. They've made a few signings and sort of 10 hogs made in pre-season. Once again, it's pre-season, but it obviously wasn't hard to look better than last season. They just did. There was no sort of like, I think they had like a few games at the start of the season and the rest of the season might as well just been a write-off. Now, under 10 Hag, I expect them to do better, which is why I put them in fifth. But I still don't think they're going to be good enough to be better than City, Liverpool, Chelsea or Spurs. It's one of them where I'm happy for their demise. I'd be more than happy to see them finishing Jordan's position of seventh and Newcastle beat them to it. But I feel like they'll cope a lot better this season. But I'm more worried about that. Well, not worried, more surprised about the transfers. They're really putting all their eggs in the Frankie de Jong basket. Like, surely there's more problems than just going for a plan. I don't know if it's he doesn't want to come to United or it's the wages at Barcelona that he's got to deal with before. He it's a bit of an odd one. 
to me. And I just think they need to do what kind of Chelsea have done and going, right, we can't sign that defender, but for them it'd be more of a centre defensive midfielder. We're going to crack on with option number two, option number three. Because it's better to have them in now and then start training under Ten Hag, get into the way he wants to play, and then they can carry on. But they're going to leave it to last minute and they might have another fax machine problem like they did in years ago with Real Madrid and with De Gea. But it's, yeah, with with United, I just see it being another trophyless season for them. Long may it continue. And I just see him being a bit better than Arsenal because Arsenal got to cope with Europe. Yeah. I mean, just, just drawing on that, before I mention Man United, I think you're absolutely right. I think they'll be better equipped to cope than Arsenal in general. I mean, I think what Arsenal needs to make sure is they improve themselves performance-wise against certain teams. I think what people, you know, I point two games out from last season and that was Everton away and Southampton away. Now going into this, now going into the games against Arsenal, Everton have not won in eight. They beat Arsenal and then did not win in six. They, Southampton no win in five. Arsenal lose to them, and then Southampton don't win in six. In fact, they didn't win a game for the rest of the season. So there's something not right there. That needs to be addressed. Um, and I think that's what a lot of Arsenal need to understand. If that's not addressed, there's a problem. But, yeah, I think, man, you were going to be more equipped. But what I want to ask is, is Ronaldo staying critical to them, finishing in the top six, or not? Jordan, what do you think? Uh, yes, although part of my, and I didn't discuss it, part of my reasoning about United struggling is that obviously last season, a lot of the dependence was on Ronaldo. You know, he was happy to be there, dancing around, doing his C's and all that. Um, now, it's very, very, very clear that he wants out. He doesn't belong in Europa. He's got two or three years left in him and he wants Champions League. Um, having your best player come out already all pre-season and say, I want to leave the club. And at the minute, it looks like he's kind of going to be forced to stay. Um, obviously, before the season starts, he'll come out and do a statement saying, oh, I love the club, I want to be here. That'll be complete BS. Um, so for me, yes, their success is dependent on Ronaldo. He, he, yes, he's professional, but it's, it's clear he doesn't want to be there and his head's elsewhere. So I think because he's critical... He won't perform the same as he did last season. And that's why I put them out of the top six. I'm going to disagree. I actually think it's worse for United for the future if Ronaldo stays. He sort of what I think with Ten Hag will want is someone who's going to be quick pressing wise. Ronaldo can't do that anymore. He's going to be more, I actually think he's going to be more of a hindrance now. I think bringing him in for a season or two, he's not there to fight for the League Cup, fight for the FA Cup and fight for Europa. He was there to try and elevate them to go go for the Premier League, go for the Champions League. And he was only brought in as a panic buyer, I believe, because the Glazers were under tons of pressure and there was rumours he was going to come to City. Now, I... I just think they went, no, we can't have him go into any other English club, especially City. We've got we've got to take him. And I think it's ruined their plans because it's it stops people who I think would have thrived a bit more. Now I don't I think there's been other problems, but Rashford's definitely one of them. And then obviously Martial, I don't think they got on. Well, Martial I don't think got on with Ollie or um I can't remember the guy who had him the rest of the season but in yeah and in pre-season them to have looked a lot better it might be that they've gone right last season was a write-off we're starting afresh and they're kicking on one it might be just pre-season two it might be they're actually just gone we like this style of football and it will help us being them quick sort of players that they are I think Ronaldo had caused problems in the changing room on the pitch, you couldn't fault him. He was the one carrying the team and winning them games. But you've also got to have like the fluency of the team wanting to be and not being quite clicky. Whereas um, there was something I found out the other day, sort of what happens in the dressing room is um, Pep actually chooses where all the players sit 
and he makes sure no one of the same country sits next to each other, apart from possibly goalies. But obviously, we, I don't think we have two Brazilian anyway. But they're all separated, so there's no clicks. There's no, all oh, these English speakers speak together, all the Portuguese do, for example. And I think that's probably what's gone wrong at United, or it sounds like from reports, where the Portuguese don't like um, the English talk and it's things like that. I don't think Ten Hag is going to be able to solve all of that because bad blood gets brought in and it doesn't just go away. So I feel like he's got a big, big job on his hands. So I don't see him getting top four, but I do feel like they could be better off if Ronaldo wasn't there, especially if he's doing things like this. Yeah, it's a very interesting point. I think I'm sort of in, in your camp, Jamie. I don't think Ronaldo would be the biggest loss to them because I think it would give him more freedom on the pitch to, you know, I think it will give Rashford and I think it will give Martial in particular that more freedom. You know, they're not being told to do what by Ronaldo or they're not being, you know, they're actually having the ball, but not because Ronaldo's there. But I can already see what Ten Hag is already doing. You know, he's making the players eat together, you know, show up at X amount of time. So he's already trying to clamp down on all this, which apparently has been relaxed for quite a long time. So I think that will help drive them forward. So... Let's just have a quick look then at how our final tables all look in one piece. We can, please. Excellent. So, yeah, with, with mine, obviously, City champions, Brentford, Bournemouth, Knox Forest going down. The top four of Liverpool, Chelsea and Spurs adding to that. Yeah. And then we've got Jordans. Yeah. City, City I think, will walk it. Um, very sadly, I hate to see it. Um, Chelsea, Liverpool, I think, will be a battle, as I've said. Um, Spurs, I didn't actually cover Spurs, but completely agree with you, Jamie. Massively overhyped. They're currently um, they're currently a shorter price to win the league than Chelsea, which I, I will never agree with. Um, they've got a good manager, but ultimately their signings are overrated, and Spurs will be Spurs. Um, Newcastle, I think, will be the surprise package. They're the wild card, but that's definitely my most controversial prediction. Man United out of the top six, Newcastle in. Um, and I do sadly think that Bournemouth will be the whipping boys this season. And finally, yeah. your Bruce. Yep, yeah, and it's a clean sweep for Man City, as agreed. Top four round for Liverpool, Spurs, Spurs, Chelsea. And of course, the bottom three being Southampton, Brentford and Bournemouth. So I think it's going to be an interesting league. I think it's probably the most competitive it's ever have been um, with the type of additions and changes we've seen at clubs. So just before we round up today, I do want to ask both of you, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. Obviously, English football has two major domestic competitions, League Cup and FA Cup. Do either of you have a winner for each of those? Um, God. I'll go. I think City are going to retain their League Cup status. You know, it's the one we, we, we enjoy the most. Well, winning it anyway. And then... The FA Cup, I think Klopp's going to take it more seriously like he did sort of the season just gone, and I think Liverpool win the FA Cup. Excellent. Jordan? I'm going to go, yeah, City, City in the League Cup. Um, I think they'll bounce back. They always have a good start. Um, FA Cup, you know what they say, fourth time lucky. Uh, I think we're going to win the FA Cup. Um, <laughs> with the signings and that and the transition, we'll kind of, I think we'll be better later in the season. Um, and I think we'll have another run to another run to Wembley. Who are your memories? I think, yeah, City for League Cup, but I think Tottenham will win the FA Cup. And I think that might hinder their positioning between third and fourth, because I think what for them is most important is getting a trophy. And I think they need to get that monkey off their back. And I think Tottenham I'll... getting a trophy. Wow. Oh. There's a headline. I think <laughs> actually, wait, hold on. They, they have won a trophy, we forgot to say. The, the, um, the Walter something Memorial Cup. Congratulations, Spurs fans. Huge, huge honour. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's and, let's not bother and, with that. And just finally, you've got your bottom three, but who you, who do you think is going to come up to the Premier League next season? All right. I think Delia's boys, Lesby Avenue, will come back. The, the, the Yo-Yo Club Norwich got a sexy new kit. Um, I think they'll win the league and I think they'll they'll bounce straight back up as they love. Um, I think Sheffield United this season, 
Um, I liked how they improved last season. I, I think they'll be they'll be back. Um, and Middlesbrough, maybe controversial. They've been out of the Prem for a while. Again, I do think they improved kind of late end of last season. Um, so I think, yeah, Norwich, Sheffield United and Middlesbrough will be the teams to come back. Yep, Jamie. So I've, I've agreed with two of them. I've gone with Norwich as well. They just, you know, it's they just love going up, going down. They'll win, they'll win, a, they'll win loads of games one season and not win any the next. That's where they've been. I actually agree with Sheffield United. I've put them as well. I think they've improved. They're sort of showing the improvement to get there. And one I think's a very sort of outsider, but it's a team that's quite com- like known in the Premier League. Sunderland. I think they're going to do it without. They don't have the documentary anymore. I think the pressure's gone from that. And let's see them come up. I think in the playoff places. That's a back. That would be big. Teams have done it before. True. Yeah. True. Uh, who has done it before? Southampton did it. <laughs> I think I'm I'm inclined here. I put Norwich originally. They, they have looked good in pre-season. I've also gone with Middlesbrough and I've gone with West Brom in no particular order. However, I will give a, sh- a, a real shout out. I think Sunderland will be up there. I, and I think Burnley are a bit of an enigma. I think they're either going to get there or they're going to struggle. I, I'm not sure with them at the moment. Um, but... Yeah, under Vincent Company, they're, they're, they're doing the Southampton kind of thing and signing City Academy players, but at least bringing in some good players. I mean, Burnley have always been signing X-Man U, X-Man City <laughs> sort of players, but I think they're my three, but I think Sunderland and Burnley will be there and thereabouts. Sheffield United, I'm not sure. I think they've got a new manager bounce for them. Well, there you have it. That wraps us up for a massive, massive episode. We believe City will be champions. We think Bournemouth are getting buried. Norwich are bouncing back. And Reese thinks Spurs are winning a trophy. Who would have thought it? Um, as always, like, comment and subscribe. Join the Fantasy League. You know the drill. Oh, <laughs>